How is it going, everyone? My name is James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Arabian Church, and this is The Essentials. It's a podcast where we explore our faith a little bit further. We share stories about life and try to celebrate the hope and good news that is all around us. For this episode, I have our lesson and our message from Sunday, September 10th. Our first reading came from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month will be the first month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole Israelite community, on the tenth day of this month, they must take a lamb from each household, a lamb per house. If a household is too small for a lamb, It should share one with a neighbor nearby. You should divide the lamb in proportion to the number of people who will be eating it. Your lamb should be a flawless year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You should keep close watch over it until the 14th day of this month. At twilight of that day, the whole Israelite community should slaughter their lambs. They should take some of the blood and smear it on the two doorposts and the beam over the door of the houses in which they are eating. That same night, they should eat the meat roasted over the fire. They should eat it along with the unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Don't eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and internal organs. Don't let any of it remain until morning and burn any of it left over in the morning. This is how you should eat it. You should be dressed with your sandals on your feet and your walking stick in your hand. You should eat the meal in a hurry. It is the Passover of the Lord. I'll pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I'll strike down every oldest child in the land of Egypt, both humans and animals. I'll impose judgments on all of God's, on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be your sign on the houses where you live. Whenever I see the blood, I'll pass over you. No plague will destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day will be a day of remembering for you. You will observe it as a festival to the Lord. You will observe it in every generation as a regulation for all time. Here ends the reading of our word. So for this Sunday, we have just finished our cemetery walk, which is a gathering where we have people from church dress up and portray previous members who've gone by and who are buried in our cemetery. They kind of portray their life story and tell a little bit of the history of our church. And we invite the community in to learn more about freedom Moravians who have gone in the past. So we had our cemetery walk. We were fresh off of that Saturday, and this was a communion Sunday. Just a little context for you uh, to get you into this sermon, I guess. Now, for anyone who might have worked at the cemetery walk yesterday, I know your brains might be feeling kind of like mush this morning. Maybe you're running on fumes. But 
I'm curious and I want to see what you can come up with today because I have a number in mind and I would like to hear what it makes you think of. So does the number 9,263 mean anything to you? 9,263. What could you possibly think of when you hear that totally random number? I would be impressed, maybe even a little bit spooked, if you actually knew why I have that number on my mind. Because as of today, Freedom Moravian has had give or take a few, but they've had, we've had, 9,263 worship services since the congregation began. That is Sunday morning worship and special services through Lent or for Christmas Eve almost 10,000 times. This community has gathered to connect with God together. And another number I have on my mind is 2,000. 198. Any guesses as to why that number is on my mind this morning specifically? Well, Freedom Moravian has had Holy Communion roughly 2,198 times. Whether it's the grape juice or the wine, whether it's been bread or the styrofoam wafers that we use now, Observing this tradition over the years has seen our community of faith come to Jesus' table almost 2,200 times. And traditions like that can be a funny thing. We don't often realize that a tradition is forming when it gets going for the first time. It might just be a good idea or a chance taken for the first chanced first time, and it sticks. When people tried a chili supper here at our church, I'm not sure they intended it for it to become a staple of each and every year. It can just kind of happen. And one of the rare occurrences of a tradition being started intentionally might be found kind of in two layers with our practice of communion. First, with the actual Passover itself, as the Lord says, this is something you're supposed to do and remember. But also Jesus gives the instructions for communion that very first time, and he meant for it to continue as well. The disciples were to keep this thing going, to remember him by. And they started this new tradition during their period of remembrance. Because Jesus is with his disciples during the Passover celebration. This was their time recalling the event of the Passover that we heard in Exodus today. When God gave specific instructions to the Israelites as they longed to be released from captivity from the Egyptians. They were to smear the blood of a lamb over their doorposts. And then the night God would see this and then pass over their house to spare them. And this Passover festival was then held every year to remember the saving work from God. 
It was meant to connect that ancient community to how God has been with them in the past. And as Jesus remembered that experience with his disciples, he gives them a new tradition, Holy Communion, that we continue today. And 2,000 years later, here we are about to approach the bread and the cup. But the risk in continuing a tradition for so long is that it could become a routine. We might partake in it without truly considering the depth and the meaning behind it. There's a risk that we're going through the motions. Because once a month, we hear these words from Jesus to be doing this practice, to continue this tradition in remembrance of him. With any tradition, though, we have to ask ourselves if we're simply maintaining a routine or if we genuinely understand the purpose each and every time we do it. Is it a habit, just something that we've always done for us nearly 2,200 times? Or does this Sunday truly bring us into the presence of Jesus? And this is when being a Moravian has an incredible benefit, at least for me as a pastor. Because in our church, the elements, the bread and the cup, are brought to you. And because we come out to serve you, each Sunday we have communion is a unique experience. I notice as I go from pew to pew who has been brave and has switched seats for the first time in six months. I also get to test my knowledge of song lyrics as I try to sing the hymns from memory walking around the sanctuary. But more importantly, I get about three seconds of eye contact for the bread and then for the cup with each and every person who has gathered for worship. And I do that many times having a little idea of what you've been going through lately. The bad news you might have received, the challenges that you're facing, the joys and the burdens that you are carrying. I see it all in those few moments. And no matter what might be going on, no matter how distracted or anxious or exhausted you are as you reach for those elements. It's incredibly humbling for me to be just a part of Jesus coming to you. It is one of the most beautiful aspects of our faith, and it comes out so vividly in communion. That you can be broken, you can be lost, you can be completely clueless. And Jesus will come to you just as you are. And when we have visitors who get to hear that and embrace it, 
I think it tells them everything they need to know about the Moravian church. You're equal here. You are loved here. Jesus comes to find you here. So this practice that we are about to partake in for the 2,199th time as Freedom Moravians, it might feel like we've done it a million times. It might feel like we know the liturgy, we've heard it all before. And it's a practice that's deeply rooted in tradition, as it calls us to remember Christ's presence with us. But there is a big difference when we experience it through the lens of what has happened in the past, what was written long ago, versus what is happening right now. What's Jesus up to today? How am I approaching the table this morning? What do I need? Where have I fallen? What are my hopes? What are my fears? Who am I for this specific experience of such a sacred tradition? And no matter what your answer is to any of those questions, Jesus' promise of comfort and peace, it's not reserved to those disciples long ago. It belongs to you right now. And yes, the bread and the cup connects us to the beginning of this practice years in the past. And yes, we will have communion next month and the month after that. But put that aside for the sake of embracing this moment, this morning. However you walked through these doors, however you reach your hand out to meet Jesus, you are being made brand new today. It's less a tradition that we've done thousands of times and more a necessary and tangible reminder that God's endless love belongs to you. Amen. Thanks for listening to another episode. As always, you can check out more about the church I serve. That's the Freedom Moravian Church. You can find our website. You can follow us on Facebook. You can join us for worship on YouTube. Or if you'd like to learn more about the Worldwide Moravian Church, you can go to moravian.org. Take care. Be well. I'll catch you all next time.